everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Pierre. I am joined by Tim. Hello, salutations. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. Uh, this is actually kind of notable, but it's not the last episode you'll get. You'll be getting the big episode later today. Uh, that's right, on Halloween, you're getting two episodes of Screams After Midnight because Tim made a stupid bet. Uh, during our top 50 worst movies that came back to bite both of us on the ass. Uh, and we promised that if we if we ended up with the same movie in the same slot uh, between us, that we would do a second movie for Halloween itself. And because we didn't get to any Leprechaun movies over the month, we promised that Leprechaun 3 would be the one we'd do. And obviously we reviewed Leprechaun 1 and 2 already. 2 was a hit. People loved Leprechaun 2 review. We, we got so much praise oh, yeah. for that that discussion. The movie so, as well. No. Uh, so, Leprechaun 3 is what we're going to be talking about today, but it's also special for us because in terms of recording, this is actually the last Octoberthon episode we are recording. We are done after this and we get to rest <laughs> for a while. <laughs> so, that's pretty notable to us. So, this is the final hurdle and by God, did I save the worst for last. So, Leprechaun 3 came out in 1995, exactly one year, well I don't know if it was exactly one year, but it was one year after mm -hmm. Leprechaun 2, which was one year after Leprechaun 1, so they were pumping these out yearly, right? Mm -hmm. Leprechaun of course came out. I demand for it. Uh-huh. Leprechaun <laughs> came out in 1993 and they just immediately started pumping them out, one by one, one by year. Uh, so we were going to talk about Leprechaun 3, which has no characters from Leprechaun 2 in it, uh, outside of the titular. What? Outside of the titular Leprechaun himself, of okay. course. Okay, thank God. Jesus. <laughs> it is set in Las Vegas, uh, which will lead to some moments, I'm sure, uh, as we talk about the plot. Uh, so we will... <sighs> Let's not even bother with spoiler freeze. It doesn't matter. No one cares about spoilers for Leprechaun 3. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I think some people would care, but... No, they, they don't. They don't. I am... Oh my god, I'm so ready to sleep. And I need to talk about Leprechaun 3. It's the worst thing ever. It's the worst thing ever. Alright, so... I mean, this is a stupid question, because Tim loves Leprechaun, and loves Leprechaun 2, thinks they're cinematic treasures, masterpieces of our time. Tim. Yeah. Do you like <laughs> Leprechaun 3? So, uh, you know, it, it's interesting because... Well, is, is, is it interesting, Tim? Is it interesting? <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't think there's anything going to be interesting about what you're about to say, but let's find out. Let's find out how interesting it is. But then, I mean, hear me out because there's a logic to this because the first one, obviously, uh, it, you know, it's good, but there's a lot of setup there. So, uh, and then, like I said in the review for the second one, the second one is where things really get amped up and you kind of start to see the potential of where the series is going. And Potential? The, yeah. Yes. So, I'm, so there, there's, a, there's a reason for this because I, I mentioned before, the second one is what, my favorite one. That's the one I've probably seen the most. But um, I don't think I've seen the third one that much. So I, I didn't remember too much about it. Um you know, other than the fact that it was set in Las Vegas. So I was really surprised when I rewatched it to find how well it, it held up. It's, I think it is so interesting. The things this movie does with mythology, it adds so much to the character in such interesting ways. And honestly, I, I will go ahead and say that it is genius to take this 
movie that essentially has been about like greed and capitalism and set it in uh, this setting where you can do so much with it. To have a character whose entire, you know, uh, his, like all his wants and desires, it's, you know, it is about greed and his gold and to set it in Las Vegas of all places where, you know, it, it is a, you know, it's Sin City. It's the city where, you know, people go to gamble and, and try to make it big and win. And, you know, so many people are there and wishing because wish, you know, wishes play a big part of this, um, which is a very interesting wrinkle, uh, you know, to the mythology there, which we'll get into uh, in depth. But I just think it's a brilliant move uh, from the filmmakers. And I was really, really stunned. Uh, about how much they're able to fit in and do with the character uh, and honestly to do with the world too. It expands it in a lot of ways that I wasn't expecting. So I, I was astonished how much uh, I enjoyed it revisiting. I take umbrage with a few words in that, 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 that spiel. <laughs> the word genius, for example, uh, springs to mind as being ludicrous. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, well, I don't know if you want to say, like, brilliant or, you know, superior or, I mean, whatever, you know, other word you want to use for it. I just think it's a very, very interesting take. And, um, you know, a lot of stuff you'll hear an idea like that, like, oh, yes, of course, like, that's where you would take this character. But, you know, sometimes it doesn't live up to the hype of you know, what you think you can do with that. And I think they made such an effective use of the setting here that I was pretty much happy from start to finish. But, do you I enjoy mean, sitting in your own bullshit? Are you surrounded by just steaming shit right now? I mean, I'm just saying how I feel. I mean, if you want, I could lie and just say like, oh yeah, it was a movie that I watched and didn't really care for. But I mean, I, I have to be honest and the people expect the god's honest truth when we talk about these movies and yeah if it's a bad movie i'm gonna say it's a bad movie if it's a good movie i'm gonna praise it for what it does well and this movie did a lot of things well and uh, no, it I, didn't. I, I i think there's there's so many good deaths here so many good jokes you can really feel warwick davis like at this point uh he is so fully uh you know, become the character that it really plays out in his performance. He's having so much fun with it while at the same time he's menacing when he needs to be menacing. He's creepy when he needs to be creepy, but he's also going to crack jokes and the jokes here legitimately worked. There's a scene where he gets thrown out of a, a window, which I, I did find shocking. Uh, and he falls, you know, several stories to the ground. Uh, and then he gets right back up and he says, next time I'll take the elevator. Like, that's like a funny line because, you know, and, and he knows what he's doing. And I think it works for the setting because, yeah, he's in Vegas, a city known for showmanship. Uh, so I think he is being a little hammy, which is, again, just like another very smart move, I feel like, on the part of the filmmakers. I don't know if I can keep this up for like the 45 minutes or whatever this is going to end up being. <laughs> um, the way Tim's going, I know he ends up being like a three-hour epic review. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if I want to get into this. I, I don't know if I want to sit and listen to this bullshit what? about about how Leprechaun is defying genre, about how Leprechaun is is taking things in an interesting direction, how there's 
There's themes. <laughs> this movie doesn't have themes. <laughs> Leprechaun 3 does not have themes, Timmy. You you don't think that this movie is all about like one of the original sins, greed. That's <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> the, the whole movie is about greed. Oh yeah, I bet when they were writing Leprechaun 3, they sat around the writer's table and went, you know what, this movie's theme is greed. We're going to have a greed. No, they said <laughs> we're going to have him in Vegas so we can do a joke where he does, a, does an Elvis impression at one point. I mean that. I mean that is just if you you know uh, Elvis is Elvis impersonators are like a big thing in Vegas, so that is obviously going to come up. And I think other in less capable hands that could have been like a very easily cheap tacky joke, but I think it really works well in here. Where uh, first of all they get a very good person to do that Elvis impersonation. Like I really felt like yeah, this would be someone doing Elvis in Vegas, and. To see like another very iconic character meet, uh, you know, it's only his third movie, but it's like already a very iconic, uh, you Do know. Do you film hear yourself character. right now? Do you hear what? yourself talking? <laughs> what? What? Just... Elvis meeting Leprechaun, Icon meets Icon. Do you hear yeah. yourself talking? Yeah, I'm just speaking my truth. What do you? I mean, what else can I do? This is. <laughs> Yeah, this is my truth. This is the burden I, I must bear. Oh. And then so many different, like, like obviously, yeah, you're going to have them in the casino and everything. But, you know, uh, also you're going to include, like, magicians and, you know, him walking the boardwalk and, you know, him having to deal with, like, the mafia. Like, there's so much crammed into this movie, which I, I didn't look at the runtime, but it's... I think like about 90-ish minutes, but it, they easily could have gone on for, you know, another, you know, hour, hour and a half. Because I feel like there's so much that they could have explored. But I mean, it it, uh, it is paced very well, though. So I can't really complain too much uh, on that fact. But yeah. <laughs> you, you want a three-hour cut of Leprechaun 3, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, if they, when you think about the possibilities uh, of, you know, him in this environment... Uh, what that means, uh, all the different things you can interact with, uh, different people that could get his gold. It, there is a lot to mine there. Uh, you know, no pun intended. Uh, but I mean, yeah, what we got definitely works, though. So, what did you think of the movie, though? Hey, shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is, wow, what a what a poignant review. It's absolutely shit. What, what did you want from me? It, 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 it's dumb jokes. You got um, the jokes are funny. Uh, blatant um, sexism, rampant. Well, I mean, I don't think the movie is sexist. I think it's making a comment on sexism. Oh really? Like... Is that is that why your your you hot blonde lead is in a skimpy magician's assistant outfit for like ninety percent of the movie? Well, part of the movie is trying to tackle like the mm. idea of beauty that's like forced on uh, mm. you know women. That's why we have the character of Loretta, who is, you know, someone that basically you know feels like you know, she should be you know more well noticed. And you know, unfortunately, it, it is such a uh, you know society that's built on uh, you know these ideals of beauty that were kind of forced upon women and. That's why, of course, when she you know gets the magic coin and is able to make a wish to look younger, which they did beautifully, by the way. Like she, when she walks out and she has different hair, I was like, 
wow, this is a, I almost thought it was a completely different character, but uh, yeah, no, that's why I think it's a good juxtaposition to have, yeah, these different kind of people. And you can really feel like, uh, I think another thing that they're trying to point out as the movie goes is the idea of desperation. Everyone kind of feels like they're, <laughs> you know, on their like last stand here. So that's why, you know, when they get this out of the magic coin, which uh, I don't think to this point, we've known that uh, the coins are magic. No, we don't. It's a complete <laughs> bullshit new bit of mythology that apparently if you get one yeah. of these coins, you can just make wishes willy-nilly and get what you want. Yeah, which leads to like some really fun uh, situations. Yes, so, but Tim, yeah, Tim don't, don't you remember in the previous movie, though, when he granted a wish, it was always a monkey's paw thing. It was always something bad happened instead. Yeah, in this movie, all you need is a coin. You can make a wish, and the thing will just happen as you want it. They get exactly what they want. Well, I mean, you know, I, I think some people do end up, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, meeting some not so much desired uh, they fates. do, but it's, it's not usually because like, the wish backfires. It's usually because Leprechaun shows up and kills them or <laughs> because... Right, yeah. Or, or whatever. Yeah, which, uh, I mean, if, if you're talking about this movie, you got to talk about the deaths. The death scenes are probably some of the best we've seen in the series so far. Um, and I like that they incorporate other genres, too. There's kind of like a sci-fi element, uh, you know, to the casino owner's death, which I, I thought was interesting when the... Um, woman crawls out of the TV to make love to him and uh, turns into a robot. Um, all while the the leprechaun is appearing on the TV as different like infomercials. I thought that was really funny. How um, how long are you going to keep this tone up? This this tone of what? this is a serious film with themes and it's tackling things. Leprechaun three is not tackling things. Leprechaun three didn't have a have a tackling thought in its mind when it was incepted it is as a film that is there to to have leprechaun go to the lucky shamrock casino lucky shamrock and i'm going to assume this is not a real casino in vegas and do you know why because every other casino they look at when they're going down the strip is all you know all these big bright lights they get to lucky shamrock and it looks like this pasted on sign in front of the the whatever the real place is called it just looks so tacked on um i mean Sure, they they probably have some limitations, so not everything is gonna be like perfect. But I think for what they're trying to set out and achieve, they do it exceptionally well. Achieve. And I do think it is. This movie's not yeah. setting out to achieve jack shit. There's no achievements. <laughs> well, no one's like trying to make a, a bad movie, obviously. And it's this is probably... not an Xbox game. There's no achievements unlocked. <laughs> I mean, I think it is probably like an easy take to just look at it on the surface and just kind of maybe uh, preemptively judge it for what it is but i do think if you sit down and really look at it and if you do know your lore about leprechauns and uh you know take everything oh in, you into want, account you want to talk about leprechaun lore you want to talk about leprechaun yeah. lore let's talk about yeah. how someone finds information about leprechauns in 1995 when they don't have an internet connection they get out their cd-rom that's uh, an yeah. encyclopedia about folklore and they put it in the, the computer although it looks like he puts it in with a case which was weird um uh, and and so, so that's that's just the movie right so the movie opens and it's a pawn shop dude right that's indian guy and I mean Indian, I don't mean Native American, I mean Indian, Indian. Um, and he is, um, he, he, this guy comes in, he has the, the rock, like, statue of Leprechaun. I assume that's how the second one ended, I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> but he's got this medallion around his neck that makes him stone. And he, he pawns him. And this guy's like, no, you can't take the medallion off. But he knows that as soon as he leaves, the guy's going to do it anyway. So he clearly doesn't care that the Leprechaun's going to be unleashed. So 
Leprechaun, like, fights him, he bites his toe, he does a couple of other things, but he runs off because he, he, you know, he, he thinks he's got his gold, and, you know, the, the, the guy's got the medallion now, so he just kind of runs off. But the guy pulls out a CD-ROM, he doesn't have internet, he doesn't just Google, I mean, not that Google existed in 1995, but he doesn't search for something on the internet. He pulls out a CD-ROM, which is cartoons about folklore, he searches for leprechauns and gets a little leprechaun cartoon explaining the rules of leprechauns this is like the most absurd yeah. exposition like let's research the subject and find the thing i've ever seen it's it, this this paints it in such a specific part it's this little cartoon it's like uh my, my name is paddy o'reilly and i'm here to tell you about the leprechauns and we're going to talk yeah. about the pots of gold and and it yeah. sets up these things where uh, if there's two leprechauns, they won't like each other. They'll try and destroy each other. But the, where was that in the last two it, movies? It ends up paying, paying uh, forward later. Yeah, so. because in this movie, leprechauns are <laughs> fucking werewolves where a leprechaun bites a dude and he starts to turn to a leprechaun. Where did that come from, Tim? Where did that come from? Tell me. Tell me, you sack, miserable sack of shit. Tell me where that comes well, from. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's on the CD-ROM. <laughs> listen to more of it but i mean i don't know why you're complaining you, you always say how much you like rules and so i love uh, first yeah, of all i think it's a rules smart that you to stick get... to not add more and more rules every movie that completely i mean that's do you, do you think this movie cares about the rules of the last movie at all eh but correct me if i'm wrong correct me if i'm wrong tim wasn't a rule in the previous movies especially the last one that he can't take his gold back he has to be giving his gold the person has to willingly give the gold over was that not a rule uh yeah i mean that's part of it case closed case closed this no. movie ignores <laughs> that completely <laughs> no what's interesting about this is clearly something has happened between the second and the third movie so it's similar like between empire and return of the jedi and what i want to know oh, is what you. happens fuck you between these movies <laughs> i think there's you know obviously there's enough uh story there that could have been mined to um you know, if they ever want to make like a leprechaun 2.5 or something i think that would be an interesting area to explore but i will agree like the computer graphics were a little dated so i like i will admit to that but i do think it was a cool way to you know quickly add some new mythology to the character that doesn't feel out of line with the other you know it, it's like adding stuff it's not necessarily taking away um from what we previously known and i think it sets up some really you know cool stuff about them liking potatoes and and whatnot um, <laughs> it's, it's also cool stuff like them liking potatoes yeah which like I, which again i think pays off for like a very funny scene down the line when uh you know our main character scott i think uh his name was who you know is uh kind of basically becoming like a, a teenage leprechaun uh you know and he <laughs> ends up ordering a lot of potatoes and you know it's very funny he's you know ordering them from the waitress they, and should, then... they should have called this an american leprechaun in vegas oh that would be good yeah <laughs> uh, yeah that, that would be funny but um yeah i, I don't know there's uh I, I don't even know like what what to get into because there's so much happening in this movie but <sighs> like any uh, good irish I, <laughs> like any good irishman he likes his spuds that yeah. was that was what the cartoon told us. <laughs> Leprechauns like potatoes. Yeah. <sighs> um, yeah. So I do like the the use of like the dual narrative in this movie where <laughs> because it kind of feels like fuck you, fuck you. There's like because there really is like two like two things going on that actually honestly would be enough for one horror movie each. Where like because you obviously have the idea of the leprechaun who's 
you know, trying to track down his gold and everything. The dual narrative. There's a dual narrative in this movie, he says. Because well, yeah, yeah, because the, you have like the, the whole thing with like the leprechaun is its own thing, but then the thing with the the coin making the wish, like and going into the hands of everyone, and again you can see how it's kind of affecting the people's lives around it because people are getting greedy and trying to steal it and everything. Uh, so it is kind of why is it why is it you like to pretend you know how to talk about movies whenever we talk about a leprechaun movie? You never say like this with any other movie. It's just leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> again, I'm just speaking my truth when have, you, when have you ever said dual narrative before dual narrative i don't know it just comes out when, I, when i'm talking <laughs> about something that interests me i guess i don't know but uh but i think it's fascinating to you know have uh you know these disparate stories uh happening uh and then the way they're eventually able to kind of meet and come together uh i just thought was brilliant really and the i dare i say uh explosive uh finale like th that last um section of the movie i'll just call it like the showdown at the magic show uh that was phenomenal which uh, i mean we gotta talk about the magician character later he was uh you know a breath of fresh air in the movie i don't think we've seen a character like him in any of the previous films but uh yeah it, it felt dangerous um the and then the end the way they defeat the leprechaun is something that i yeah, I've never seen before. And I'll also go ahead and say uh, that I think this movie is saying some interesting things about healthcare as well. That I, honestly, that last point is actually not entirely untrue. There, 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 there's kind of a a weird... Because there's, there's a line early on where the mafia boss who's coming to like, collect money from the casino owner, uh, you know, he lists a couple of things that he wants and he happens to throw in, I want all Americans to have healthcare. I thought, that's an odd topic. Well, I mean, it's topical yeah. now still. But... Would you say it's ahead of its time, this film? <laughs> no, it just tells me that Americans have been in healthcare for 25 years. Um, <laughs> Especially if they're turning into leprechauns. Yeah. Um, but I thought, okay, that was a weird, interesting line to throw in there for your, for your, your kind of comedy villain. But later on, it's actually kind of a weird plot point where when when uh, the main character needs like surgery the the doctor like leans in and says this is this is a matter of life and death do you have health insurance and then after they find out that he's got bags full of money he's like oh he can afford all sorts let's do a lot of tests let's this this test them every you know every test let's start with everything begins by a and we'll charge them for all of it there's like a yeah. weird there's a weird bit of commentary on healthcare uh in this movie yeah. and i was not expecting that i so i will i will, I will concede that somehow leprechaun 3 does have some sort of statement on healthcare, yeah and what i love is like you have that is kind of meeting up with its uh you know like main statement uh which is like the idea of greed because you know it, it's making a comment on the u.s healthcare system but then <clears throat> once they do find out that he does have a lot of money you can see how the greed overtakes the doctors to the point where they become like kind of a secondary villain like they're like attacking uh you know the teenage leprechaun and trying to keep him in the hospital when he needs to go and you know save uh I'm i guess you call him his girlfriend teenage <laughs> leprechaun baby i listen so to iron <laughs> maiden baby <laughs> he probably listens to like bagpipes or something but <laughs> um, but yeah that's that's pretty good though but i mean that whole hospital scene was uh incredible um some really some really really cool stuff that they're doing there and oh, and this rewind a little bit so okay so pawn shop guys watch this he gets out his gun he's like i want to steal the leprechaun's gold 
he confronts him and uh, he gets hooked, he gets killed, he's completely dead. Um, Leprechaun's mad because he's, he's, there's one coin missing um, and his one coin, of course, ends up to the casino because Scott eventually comes in and takes it uh, when he finds the dead body and he makes a wish as he's holding the coin and he ends up back at the casino and basically forgets that he saw a dead body for like 40 minutes. It's like much later in the film before he even realizes, oh, by the way, there was a dead body across the street. I should probably go do something about that. Um, but He's on like the biggest winning streak of his life. Well, this is the thing. He, he's traveling to LA for for college. He, so he's about maybe 18, 19, right? He's at that age. And he he runs into, uh, was it Tammy? Is the, the main girl? Yeah. Um, and she, her car's broke down in Vegas. She's sort of waving him down. He's giving her help to 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 drive. It was a weird classic bit of, meet cute. A classic meet cute where he says, "Have you ever blown a rod?" And she's like, "Excuse me." And he's like, <laughs> "Your engine." Have you ever? Is it like a funny like little bit of a miscommunication? I liked it. <laughs> you know what? I'll give you this time. You're committed to the bit. I'll I'll get I'll give you. You're committed Maybe. to the bit. If you think it's a bit helps you sleep at night, that's fine by me. It's a bit. You know it's a bit. So, um, so she, he takes her to work. She works at a casino. She's a magician's assistant. She wants to be a magician herself, um, which is a fact that's really irrelevant for the rest of the movie. Never really comes into play. Um, I, I feel like the idea of ambition is kind of <laughs> like seeded throughout the movie. I beg to differ. Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of ideas of like ambition and like kind of not being like satisfied with your station in life. So, which I, again, I, I feel like is kind of, you know, part of the, the narrative of greed that they're sowing throughout here. But it all plays a part in the tapestry of the film. He insists that he wants to see the inside of a casino and that she can get him in because she's obviously going through the uh, the worker's entrance. And she's like, no, you need to be 21, you can't. He's like, no, please, please. And she's like, okay, fine, no gambling, but you can go in and look around. And he's like, okay. And he goes in. And for some reason, he is just enamored. It's like, you know, a craps table, a blackjack table. And he's just like, ooh. I'm like, why are you so enthralled by this? It's just, it's just tables of people gambling. This is not some magical wonderland. And then, of course, he eventually gets the idea. He pulls out... His parents gave him a check for his entire tuition for, like... I don't know if it's the year or all, the whole... all four, I don't know how much college in the US costs. Uh, but it's, like, $23,000. Does that sound like one year or f- all four years? Um, not sure. I was on a scholarship. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, look at me. I do that. <laughs> Very smart. Yes, well, everyone in my country gets a scholarship, so suck it <laughs> um i don't know what tuition for college in, in, in the uk costs because it gets paid for uh at least it doesn't scotland anyway i don't know about england england sure uh, <laughs> but um uh so he pulls out this check for twenty three thousand dollars which uh his parents give him for tuition i love the idea that he has to go with this check manually and like hand it in at the college cat it's not like his parents yeah. can just pay it you know uh from, from where they live but he uh, he takes it out and he's like, "Can I cash this?" And it's the, the CD manager who we get introduced to because he he talks to Tammy at one point and he's he's clearly trying to sleep with Tammy. He's he's being not quite full Weinstein, but he's being like kind of suggestive Weinstein, I suppose uh, we'll call him. And he's like, "Are you old enough to be in here, kid?" And he looks at the check for twenty three grand. He goes, "Yeah, you're old enough. You can go cash that in over there." 
uh he just sees money and he's like yep you can play um and of course he loses all 23 grand of his money uh very quickly yeah it's a very sad sure <laughs> sure i mean like gambling is like a real like gambling addiction is a real problem i think we're seeing like how someone can you know very quickly be enamored by like the glitz and glamour of it and then uh to have like a tragic downfall like this like obviously you know it leads to a redemptive arc for him but uh at the time though you are definitely feeling for the character when's your redemptive arc gonna come in i'm looking forward to that uh <laughs> Basically, it's kind of funny because we're doing this movie because of a, a bet. <laughs> a I know. Bit. Uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, he, uh, the, 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 the woman at the table, Loretta, uh, who we also get introduced to with the scene of the magician, because this is where we meet the, the manager as well, where uh, we see that the magician's kind of a douchebag. Uh, Loretta is just complaining that she's past her prime and she wants to look sexier again and blah, blah, blah. And she's the one like doing the uh, this, this roulette uh, table. And she's like, hey, you've got a nice watch there. You can go and go to the pawn shop across the street. So this is what actually makes the two plots intersect. Where he goes over, he finds a dead body, calls the police, but he finds the coin, makes a wish. And he's like, I wish I was back in the casino on a, on a winning streak. So he goes back and he starts winning tons and tons of money. He wins 125 grand. And he uses the coin to sort of like pick the numbers that he's going to use for the roulette. And... Loretta kind of picks up on it and she's like, I want to steal that coin. I also want to steal all his money because he's got 125 grand in cash in one of the rooms. Uh, the manager gives him a hotel room because basically he wants him to stick around and come back and spend it all. <laughs> he doesn't want him yeah. to leave with it. Um, so, you know, they, 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 that basically sets up that. They're, they're going to try and steal it, which they, they steal the coin. They don't get the money. But uh, yeah, they kind of attack him. And then Leprechaun shows up and attacks him. It's a whole thing. Uh, although, of course, there's a montage as he's walking towards the casino where he runs into Elvis, he runs into various other characters. He's like, this is my kind of town. Yeah, yeah. He walks uh, by the Golden Nugget, which is funny. Was he, it, Tim? He walks by a casino called the Golden Nugget, and obviously he likes gold, so. Was it funny, Tim? Was it really? I thought so. <laughs> think about it. Was it really that funny? I don't, I don't think yeah. it was. I well, maybe you didn't get it. Oh, I got it. <laughs> I got it. Because he likes gold. It's like, yeah, okay. It, it would be weird if he was like in the middle of nowhere and just said like, oh, I want a golden nugget. But the idea that he's like walking past a casino that's named after the thing that he likes, that's very funny. You can't just you can't just take any joke and say, oh, if you said that randomly where there was no context, it wouldn't be funny. Of course it wouldn't be funny. There's no context for it. Right, so you agree that the context is what made it funny? I, I no, I'm saying, I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, that you, I think, I'm, I saying I'm saying that you can use that as an example as to why a joke works. Just because there's technically a joke there doesn't mean it's a good joke. You, all, all you've proved is that a joke was attempted. It doesn't necessarily mean the joke worked. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess mileage may vary. You know, for the for individual users, but it worked on me, baby. I was hooting and hollering. I had to pause it for a second. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> actually, is this movie actually takes a while to watch because I had to pause a lot. <laughs> oh my god, I I don't even. This is this is more of a shambles in Leprechaun too at this point. I don't, so <laughs> he uh he gets to the casino. He he bites bites Tommy. He gets thrown out the window at one point. 
Um, he makes his way back in. There's all sorts of things happening. Um, basically, Loretta gets her hand on the, the gold coin and tries to prove to the magician that something's up, that it's, that it's usable. Um, and it, they're not quite get it to work. They don't understand how to make it work and how to get it to do anything because she tries to use it to gamble just like, uh, just like uh, Scott did. And... Yeah she it's actually the manager comes up and holds the coin and says and because she's kind of making fun of him saying oh you want that tammy you never guess like oh i wish i had tammy i wish you wanted me and then tammy who's walking by just like takes off her jacket gets really skimpy and comes up and says i want you right now on the floor and it's like oh let's go up to my room baby so they go up and, she, and this is where the lawyer figures out she's like he said i wish oh and this is the point i'm, I'm watching this simple one is this basically the, a wishmaster sequel now like this is a wishmaster movie yeah which uh, is fun. I think it would have been boring if they just did the same thing over and over again. What I like about the series is it's constantly trying to reinvent itself. and By forgetting they... every single rule the previous movies established. No, they're not forgetting things. They're just adding things so there's more to love, which is one of the reasons why I think there's so much that can be enjoyed from this. And mm. um, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the whole stuff with Mitch, I was afraid that it was going to start veering into kind of gross territory but luckily i i feel like they just skirt the line and uh so i, I do like that instead of actually doing like any sexual stuff she kind of just like is very rough with them and kind of like you know punches them and hits them a bit and then uh luckily you know before anything gross actually starts to happen um you know the wish is re- reverted because loretta steals it so uh she's able to escape and then mitch ends up getting his just desserts um when the leprechaun yes. robot Although, the TV. from his perspective, when she, like, you know, sort of wakes up and snaps out of the, the wish dream, or, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, and she's about to, like, take off her top, and she's in his, like, his hotel room, from his perspective, she did throw herself at him, agreed to come up to his place, and then all of a yeah. sudden just completely changed her demeanor. So, <laughs> yeah, it, that's it, kind it of funny. Is, yeah, it, yeah, it is, like, technically. I'm, I'm glad that you agreed it was funny. Uh, yeah, from, <laughs> yeah, his his perspective it, it's not like he's trying to do anything wrong like he doesn't realize like the power yes, he holds in the coin yes he he he, he, yeah. he doesn't know that he made a wish he doesn't understand that's why it's happening so from his perspective yeah. he's not actually doing anything to cd right now he's just accepting her advances um yeah afterwards he does say some really you know murky shit where he's like oh that woman will never work in this town again you know all she had to do all she had to do was cooperate so he sounds a lot more weinstein afterwards but um in the scene itself like to his credit he was just he didn't realize he'd made her do it he was just accepting his good fortune basically yeah um definitely but then the other woman comes out of the tv and uh you know she talks to him comes out of tv starts having sex with him but then she turns into like a weird robot where yeah. it's just a robot with like a boobs and hands uh and a head and and then leprechaun like electrocutes him yeah which uh so this is like a pretty fun scene uh because mm-hmm. I, I again i like that they're kind of veering into the sci-fi territory uh which is something that the series really hasn't uh gone too much into yet uh, but it's a really cool design on the robot and uh again it's just one of those very like uh cringeworthy kind of deaths like when you think about it like the you know the amount of pain and everything that he would have gone through being electrocuted mm-hmm. so it really makes you realize just how you know vindictive the the leprechaun can be and i, I think it really it only gets worse from here like the next couple of deaths are 
yikes <laughs> although again much like the last two films the rules or the, the the extent of which powers the leprechaun has varies wildly and there's like really no barometer for it he can make fake people come out of the tv and then turn into robots yeah uh, I mean, yeah, they, they do play a little fast and loose with the rules, but I, I think it never really feels out of realm of possibility for what he can do. Never feels out of the realm of possibility. That's what you're going with. Right. Never feels yeah. out of the realm of possibility. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so Scott is starting to turn to a leprechaun. He's, he's, he's eating potatoes. He's occasionally saying things in an Irish accent, although it's a bad Irish accent, but yeah. honestly, it's probably better than Morwick Davis's Irish accent. So, I mean, <laughs> you know... Yeah, and that, I do think that he does a lot of limericks, which are which are very funny and interesting. It's, like it's one of the things the leprechauns do is they speak in limericks, so he he does that a lot, which uh, throughout the movie, and you can tell it's kind of becoming more leprechaun like because he starts speaking in limericks, and uh, and some some of the rhymes they come up with are pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> He's also starting to look more like a leprechaun. Like he's like hair looks like a little green. No, no, no. Again. He's not starting to look like a leprechaun. He's starting to look like a freaking werewolf. He's not turning to a leprechaun. He's he's got hair growing out, out of like, behind him and on his cheeks, and he's he's got um like hair on his chest growing in. It looks like he's a god. He's turning into a werewolf. He's like a wolf man. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the start of the process. I'm like, obviously, we don't see him go full leprechaun, but I think if we did, we would, you know, see more and more of the metamorphosis as it goes. You're such full of shit. <laughs> You're such full of shit. So the, they take him to the hospital to try and figure this out. Uh, Loretta uses the coin, as we said, to wish to be sexy and younger or whatever. Um, oh, no, notably, by the way, I, I recognize this actress from something. She's actually the lead from Texas Chainsaw 2. That's, that's what the actress is from. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't even realize that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, nice. And she comes in, she's all proud of her body, and then the leprechaun shows up and says... Oh, you want bigger boobs and a bigger ass? So here you go. So she is killed by her body inflating to a ridiculous degree. Uh, her lips inflate, her boobs inflate, her ass inflates, and then she eventually just pops. Yeah. That's the that, uh, this, death. This was insane. Like, this, like, I mean, no pun intended, but this blew me away. The, uh, like, the practical effects on this look great. Uh, it still is effective to this day. And, uh, yeah, this was probably my favorite kill of the movie. Excellent. So they go to the hospital. <laughs> uh, we have the aforementioned sort of section about uh, him, you know, being under the surgery and like, the, the doctors like being greedy and whatnot. Um, yeah. And they also, there's also, you know, Leprechaun follows them there because he thinks they've got the coin and uh, she, uh, Tammy gets like strapped to a chair at one point and Leprechaun's going to do whatever to her and um it's a whole thing uh luckily they get away i say luckily i don't like really here um but the <laughs> magician uh, by this point has the coin and the magician wishes that he's the best magician on earth so he's doing a magic show at the end of the movie and they come running in uh to do, uh, stop this and the leprechaun actually puts the magician in his box where he's meant to be sawed in half but actually saws him in half so when he separates the two halves there's like you know body parts falling out and it's really grisly 
the the crowd are all because earlier on in the movie when he's performing before you see that the crowd don't give a shit they're yawning they're making out they're doing everything but paying attention to him whereas at the end because he's the best ever now everyone's like ooh and ah and, and, and like yay and oh, magic yeah. <laughs> and whatever yeah. and, and this you know this had to be like a you know an eventual confrontation because you have this guy who's like a you know not like a real magician but he's uh finally going toe-to-toe with someone of real magic and it's interesting to kind of see those you know uh uh, those that kind of personalities clash and um Mm -hmm. yeah obviously the leprechaun ends up getting the the upper hand and uh it's interesting how they kind of turn this like classical magic trick on its head um you know, by doing it for real, because normally you saw someone in half and then they kind of separate the boxes and there's nothing there and they put them back together. But in this movie, they kind of were able to figure out a smart way of doing that by doing it for real and then separating the boxes and they have all the guts and stuff hanging out, which looked like just terrifying and gruesome. It was really, really something else. One of my favorite kills in the movie, to be honest. And um, here is where like, I would say the shit kind of hits the fan. Like this is like your big epic showdown. Uh, Cause once the crowd realize that this is for real, they start freaking out and they you know, are trying to run for the exits. But like the leprechaun uses his magic to <laughs> kind of throw a waiter onto a table. Um, and then <laughs> that's when the, uh, the main characters uh, show up. And like you mentioned earlier, they set up um uh, at the start of the movie that like two leprechauns can't really exist in the same space. So you kind of have this newer ish, not fully leprechaun person yet who has to take down, uh, you know, the villainous leprechaun. And so they kind of like fighting and going back and forth. And then, uh, I think it's interesting when you have, you know, the <clears throat> leprechaun is trying to tempt him by, he, he even says like, you know, come join the green side, uh, which, you know, would be interesting to see, like since we know that like two leprechauns usually fight together, I think it would be interesting to see what it would be like if they teamed up together. But luckily, the hero still has enough of himself, uh, you know, in himself that he can uh, resist that urge. Well, yes, and because then- this is the thing. Again, out of nowhere, this movie sets up that if you destroy the leprechaun's gold, you'll destroy the leprechaun, even though that's never been mentioned before. And but I think you can make a like. We've always known though that his powers in his gold like the golden leprechaun are you know intricately uh you know connected so it's not uh you know like that much of a stretch to imagine that you destroy one you destroy the other not that much of a stretch mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, i mean so so i think it leads to this like really cool like final uh scene here where he blow torches his pot of gold uh, which that in of itself would be pretty cool, but they go the extra mile and they actually show that, you know, that makes the leprechaun burst into flame. So you have the leprechaun flying up and a really haunting imagery of like him just on fire flying in the air. It's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yes. Um, cause the whole thing is that he's trying to tempt him. Like the idea that he won't want to destroy the gold because he know he wants gold because he's a leprechaun. But yeah. no, he, he he keeps his wits about him. He burns the gold, and the leprechaun seemingly dies. Although he's back for the fourth one next time, so we'll see how that <clears throat> that works out. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, yeah, we will definitely see him again. Yes, and Tammy 
is like all happy and they're together now and the movie ends who gives a shit uh that, that's it that's it done yeah so cool I, I like that we get a happy uh ending for these characters and um oh did you care about tammy and scott did you were you really into these characters as people i thought they had good chemistry mm-hmm. actually <laughs> the actor who plays uh uh tammy hasn't seemed to ha- doesn't seem to have done much like she was in like three things uh back in this time period the actor who plays scott does still act in a bunch of tv shows but he's actually a writer and actually worked on the script for power rangers in 2017 kong skull island in 2017 as well he, he did the story for need, Sp- need for speed he wrote the script for flight and real steel yeah so there's definitely um you know one thing that the series has been known for is to it's kind of like a launching vehicle for some of like the bigger stars uh of today obviously you have jennifer aniston in the first one uh you know in the second one you have clint howard and then yeah clint one howard have... one of the bigger stars of today that's that's what you're going with okay he's still popping up in movies uh i mean he's like kind of a, a little bit of a household name you'll see him in tv shows and movies to this day uh but yeah i mean this one is no exception they have um you know, this guy who, uh, you know, went ahead and decided to kind of pave his own ha- path in Hollywood by making some of the best movies in the last couple of years. Really? So you're you're a big fan <laughs> yeah. of uh, Real Steel and Need for Speed and Kong Skull I Island? I, I like Real Steel a lot. I haven't seen Need for Speed. And, you know, Kong Skull Island was fun. Real Steel's not bad, actually. Yeah. 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 So probably, I'm sure he, you know, used a lot of what he learned on set to, you know, make a good script. Oh, how did you write the new Power Rangers movie? Well, I remember my time on the set of the Leprechaun 3. Yeah. I learned <laughs> so much, much on that set. Oh, it's a stretch yeah. and you know it. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, I'm assuming you liked it, but I mean, if you didn't, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I <laughs> I'm sorry you couldn't see some of the you know, interesting aspects of it, but I don't know. I, I think it's still a hoot. I think, uh, if anything, it's aged well. Uh, it's probably better than when it first came out. I think, um, you know, the kills are great. Uh, again, it's adding a lot more mythology to the character and, uh, you know, a lot of stuff that sticks around that we kind of, you know, still think of when we think of the character today. And, uh, yeah, again, just like a really simple story that, probably is not as good as a, you know it has the right to be but what they managed to end up doing with it is uh i, I thought really surprising again i wasn't expecting much when i was revisiting it and i was very happy to learn um that you know it's not just a a shitty sequel that they just had to get out to like keep the rights or something like this is something that they put a lot of thought into and actually managed to you know kind of build upon what the has already been a very successful franchise at this point <sighs> The amount, of in- <laughs> the amount of integrity you seem to think that the creators of Leprechaun 3 have is is baffling to me. Baffling. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we, we don't, I guess we don't agree on every movie, so I, mm. I don't know. <laughs> but mm. I mean, it's weird to me, though, that you can't kind of see some of these points that I think are very obvious. There's a delusional element to your Leprechaun love that is transcendent transcendent beyond logic reason okay basic intelligence (laughs) if you say so i don't know i just i I just tell it like it is (laughs) i guess Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and to quote 
to quote the film that we're doing later today for everyone, um, if I can remember the quote exactly, um, if you're not careful, Tim, I'm going to have some momentary muscle coordination problems. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, luckily I'm far enough away that I don't have to worry about that unless you have some type of, you know, weird magical leprechaun powers. I think I'm good. <laughs> hmm. Teleporter, that's what I need. <laughs> So I could show up and just hit Timmy. That was so nice, okay. actually. Just, yes. So every, every time, every time Tim says leprechaun, I want, a, I want a button I can press that just like this hand comes in and slaps him in the face. Like, no, no more leprechaun, Tim. No more leprechaun. So you, you think the way to deal with people that disagree with you is through violence? For sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. For sure. Maybe Connor, actually. More so Connor, in fact. <laughs> um, Alright, that that is Leprechaun 3. Um, but did I have a subtitle this one? I can't remember. I believe it's just 3. It's just 3, okay. Yeah, it's not Leprechaun 3, Viva Las Vegas, or... <laughs> That's what, I, I think that would be good, but I, I think they just didn't want to mess with it too much. Most of the, the other movies so far had just been you know simple titles, so I think they want to keep it simple, which I respect. Uh huh. Which is why the very next one has a subtitle. Well, I mean, at that point, I think the next one is very interesting. We'll we'll get into it. That's a little bit of a departure, so I think they want to set that aside. But I do consider these first three as to be kind of part of a trilogy, in my mind, at least. Um, <laughs> like like everything else, like it's obviously like still in continuity and everything. But these first three are kind of uh, like one story in my mind. There's no. There's not even a single character outside of Leprechaun himself that appears in two of these three movies, never mind all three. Sure, but I mean, it, there's still like a, a narrative you can follow through all of them. Okay, what's the narrative thrilling? What was what, the trilogy about? Well, what we're looking at here is the oh, idea I of... regret. I've made a huge mistake. I've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't even just go on to ratings. We've been <laughs> recording for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yes we're gonna read it we're gonna rate uh leprechaun tell me oh, i've got three specifically jesus uh so again i i think you know it, it's already you know has some merits from uh you know the first two successful films and i think uh they <laughs> they don't they don't waste those good graces uh and just sit on their laurels they still manage to do something that's new and different and exciting uh while not at like the sacrifice of what we've come to know and love from this series. So I, I think it's a hoot. And uh, again, like I said, it's, um, it doesn't feel dated. If anything, it's aged better uh, than I think most movies from around this time. Uh, it, it's still not perfect. Like, uh, you know, I, um, like I, for example, like I would have liked to have seen more of the leprechaun in the casino. We get a little, you know, um, look at him playing some games, which I thought was fun, but, you know, I feel like there's a couple of wasted opportunities where it would have been interesting to maybe see him, uh, you know, do some uh, more stuff uh, in this Las Vegas setting. So because of that, I can't give it a perfect score. But again, still going to go, I think, fairly decent. So I'll give this one a 8.5. 8.5. That's what you're going yeah. with. The, the movie where the, the mafia character and his henchmen stand and have a conversation about what underwear they're wearing. Because one of them is getting a wedgie. Of course. 
mm-hmm. I think that brings like some interesting like you know character traits. <clears throat> like you know they don't want, just want to do mm-hmm. you know kind of the typical boring like Scorsese mafia men that we've seen done to death. Like they actually bring some life and character to these these characters. So I thought that was cool. Oh yeah, excellent, great. Um, four out of ten. That's not bad. <laughs> four out of ten it is somewhat watchable uh at least stuff is happening i'll give it that um there's a, there's a few odd chuckles here or there but ultimately the acting is not that good the characters are very bland um there's very little momentum in the plot uh so leprechaun 3 is four out of ten um so that pretty much brings an end to the show uh it brings an end to this episode of screams after midnight uh, leprechaun 3 of course the topic of conversation you can let us know what you thought of that movie in the comments below you can like and subscribe all the usual things you can uh, ding the bell to make sure you get notifications you can rate us on apple podcast give us five stars helps us out a lot spreads us out to more people you can support us financially over at patreon.com slash tv for as little as one dollar per month you get an exclusive bonus episode every month so make sure you go and check it out over there obviously there's a bit of a back catalogue built up now so go and have a look um, otherwise uh, you can get us on twitter at streams midnight and that is pretty much it so thank you very much so like i said at the start this is the final uh, screams after midnight for the october thon that we're recording not the final one to go out uh, the shining is coming later today so look forward to that but this is the last one we're recording so it feels like the end of a journey it feels like a uh the path is finally wound down and it's time to sleep for a week before doing our first november episode <laughs> so uh that is us so thank you once again for watching let's see we'll see you next time keep watching scary movies happy halloween guys